Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's Business Soup. I'm your host, John Dibbavoise. Today, Simon Lavelle is going to join us to talk about how to clear your mind, gain a path, and become a successful entrepreneur. Simon will be talking to us about what it takes to have the mindset clear your mind and become a successful business leader, mover, and shaker. The Black Ball is the name of his book. Does anyone else have a secret? Well, let's find out what yours is, what his is, and what mine is right here on Business Soup where business comes for business. Simon, welcome to this serving of Business Soup. So great to be here. Thanks for having me. Simon, it's great to have you as a part of our program. You have guided not only yourself, but a lot of people as entrepreneurs, the struggles that we have, the fact that we're multitaskers and we shouldn't be, but then we are because we're watching the circus in front of us, but we're supposed to stay targeted. When I come to you or someone rings your phone and says, Simon, I need your help. What is the number one thing that you try to find out? What is the help that they need? Well, most of the time, I'm ultimately finding out the resistance, which is holding someone back. Instead of piling more onto someone's plate, you know, entrepreneurs, CEOs, they have plenty to do, <laughs> you know. So what I'm really doing is looking at stripping away the resistance. And that for somebody could be fear, right? For someone else, it could be the fact that they're addicted to something, for someone else, it could be a relationship challenge, which is causing them to not actually perform at the level that they want to. So when I'm working with someone on really moving to flow and moving into performance, I'm really looking at stripping away. And I use this, uh, this phrase, which is, you know, a balloon can't rise if there are weights holding it down. And so we have to cut off the weight. Some of the weights that as an entrepreneur I have and that you cover in your book called The Black Ball is about being an entrepreneur and some of the things that we regret. I know when I started one of my businesses, I regret to this day not getting the support of my family when I said, hey, I'm going to start a new business. And they said, well, what do you know about that? I did not have the support of my spouse or my family, and they resisted me the whole way. What are some of the other regrets that entrepreneurs like you and myself have that you help them overcome in your book, The Black Ball? A common theme, which is relationships with family members, which is, you know, just hurt, a lot of hurt and pain. For example, very common one with entrepreneurs is also bullying. And I went through that personally. And then it's the actions that we took maybe because of that lack of self-love. So for me, it was an addiction pattern, which I had, which was drinking, smoking, drugs, and gambling. So you use those experiences and explain through your book on how you overcame them and how you would be talking to me or anyone else who finding out what is their addiction? What is the dragon that is flying around their head? We've got our conscious mind and what we desire. And then we've got another part of us, which is what it's called a split, which basically is self-sabotaging us. So we desire to do one thing, but then another part of us stops. For example, if we freeze when we want to do something, maybe someone wants to put themselves out there and then they freeze because of that. It's not the adult version of them that's freezing. It's the little child that was shut down when they were young. And so what we have to do is actually come into alignment with that. And so for many people, the self-sabotaging behavior 
it's not only impacting them, but it's also impacting the people that they love. You know, for example, pushing people away or just, you know, maybe anger is a very common one for a lot of people. There's a lot of pent up frustration and a lot of pent up things that have not been resolved from the past. And so it stops us from being present in the moment. And probably people have heard that, right? Well, we need to be present in the moment and, you know, all the kind of spiritual teachings. Well, for an entrepreneur, that's very important because it impacts focus, it impacts discipline, it impacts creativity, it impacts so many different things. And so if we've got all of this subconscious weight that's holding us down, it takes us out of the present moment, it puts us into the past. And so we're focusing on everything that we did or didn't do, or we're jumping into the future going like, this is going to happen, this is going to potentially, you know, rock my world again because of experiences that we've had, maybe betrayal or maybe past um, issues that have been unresolved. And that is the common theme that I notice with a lot of people, which is for whatever we struggle to break through to the next level, it's typically because it's something that's unresolved or there's a thought pattern that's limiting us. And as soon as we start to resolve that and deal with it and bring awareness to it, we can see it and actually start to break through it. In your book, The Black Ball, you talk about how as a teen you were bullied. How did that impact you in being an entrepreneur and with all of the other things that you were facing with? How did you finally come to grips with them and put them behind you? When you're bullied, it's basically a trauma. And so a trauma is an energetic interruption to a normal pattern. So we're going about our day and then something happens and impacts us. So when I'm young and I get bullied, I start to isolate myself. And for example, men don't feel safe to me. And so I start to hide myself and I start to suppress myself. When it comes to then growing a business, business takes courage, business takes confidence, it takes you know certain actions. And so then it's very challenging to start something and move something when you've got that lack of confidence within you. And so that forced me, because I had a high desire to be successful, I had to really work on those things. I had to work on healing. I had to work on resolving that past hurt. I had to work on going deep within myself and actually starting to identify and become aware of the things that were actually holding me back. And as I started to do that, as I started to work on myself more and more, and I started to realize that I can change the way I think and how I behave and how I interact with people and you know whether I've got so, now social anxiety that I now start to actually deal with, the more that I worked on myself, the more that I went deeper within myself, the more I was able to move my business. I'll give you an example of this. I was stuck financially at a certain number in my business and I broke through, not through a new strategy, not through adding something new, but by dealing with the fear of what other people thought about me. Because when I had that fear about what people thought, I didn't take certain actions and I only stayed at a certain thermostat number. And in order to break through that, I needed to remove the resistance of fear. How do you remove that resistance of fear? Right. In my world of cowboys, we did it with alcohol. And, but that's not the path you want to take. That's something you want to get rid of. How do you remove that with that such a resistance of fear, how do you get rid of it? Fear is an energy. And so all the time we're in a certain energy. You know, we can be in the, in the energy of fear or we can be in the energy of courage. And so what we have to do is we have to start to rewire ourselves and start to sit more in that place of courage. Now, you can't be courageous by reading the word courageous and being courageous. It doesn't work that way. In order to be courageous, you need to take an act, right? You right. need to make a move. There's basically three levels, and let's see it like this. There's fear, and it takes us over. Then there is fear that we see, and we might say, oh, I'm noticing that I'm in fear, but it doesn't stop me from taking an action. And then there's 
the energy that fear is not present. So what we do is we move through these different levels. We start, first of all, to become aware that we're in fear and it control us. And so the more that we rewire ourselves and we start to actually shift into new behaviors and, and create consistency with that new behavior, it doesn't live as much. So for example, if I'm working with a guy who has 30 years of anger because his dad left when he was young, and I, and I go in and I resolve that relationship with his dad, so now his body feels relaxed, it doesn't mean that he's not going to have anger again. He's going to have anger. It just means that the association with that anger with the past event has been resolved. Interesting. What are some of the secrets that you have that you describe in your book, The Black Ball? There's something that you call the super high performance. Well, let's rev it up. What are those secrets? And let's share them with my audience now. What are the secrets? I want to talk about the levels of performance. We've got low performance when energy is being pulled away, and that's survival for a lot of people. We've got performing where we're kind of energy neutral and we're just kind of getting by. Then we've got high performance. Now, this is thrown around a lot in the entrepreneurial community, and that's be a high performer. But why is it that we have quote unquote high performers and achievers, but then some people, they take their own lives, right? It's because there's not love within, there's not happiness within. So I think that high performance can be a little bit dangerous in respect of we need to actually be, yes, taking action, yes, growing our company, but it also needs to be a deep level of fulfillment and happiness and joy within. That's what's sustainable. So in order to get there, the key, I can tell you now, the, key, the absolute key to shifting through those gears and up those levels is self-awareness. The more that we become self-aware of our own behavior, the more that we can start to actually make choices that are healthy. Now, emotional intelligence is critical for an entrepreneur. Emotional intelligence is about understanding how our emotions play into our behaviors. And the more that we become emotionally intelligent, the more that we become self-aware, the more that we have a better understanding on how we can actually move through, not from a place of force, but from a place of ease and a place of what I call calm confidence. In life, there's two ways to get a response. There's an action and a reaction. And an action is typically a plan, is something that we go out to achieve. A reaction is oftentimes hostile. We see this on the radio. You want somebody to give you a call, just piss them off. And you get a reaction and they get that instant gratification. So much of our lives with what you're describing here is a reaction where it's a def more of a defensive move. How do you go from defense to an offense to move forward. What does Simon say about getting into the action mode as opposed to the reactionary mode? When we are reacting negatively, typically we're up in our head. And then what we need to do in order to create that power within us, we need to actually come into the space of our heart. So there's a thing called coherence. And that coherence is the flow between the heart and the brain. Essentially, what we need to do is we need to come back into the space of our heart and take heart-based actions. And so then when we're doing that, there's so much power in the heart. It's so much more intelligent. The fastest way to actually do that and get there is through meditation because what we're doing in meditation is we're shutting out a lot of the outside interference and we're actually coming in to that energy within us. And that heart energy is very powerful. For an entrepreneur, when you come into that space of your heart and you take actions from there, it's clearer, it's powerful, 
it's also confident. When we're, when we're up in our head and we've got so much going on and there's so much fuzziness, and I describe it like this, it's like having a fish tank that you put your hands in and you grab the sand at the bottom and then suddenly all this stuff comes up. That's where we're in our head. That is the compulsiveness. That is the impatience. That is the erratic behavior. That's the silly decisions. When suddenly that starts to calm down and then suddenly you can start to see through the fish tank, that is us coming into the space of our heart. That's slowing everything down. And in that groundedness, in that confidence, then we make smart decisions. We're powerful. We are in a place of flow and ease. It's like going down a river and then suddenly we suddenly something happens and triggers us negatively. And then we jump out of the, the boat and then we swim against the tide. In order to go down the river with ease, we need to stay in the space of our heart. And that takes discipline. And that's challenging for a lot of people because they're not used to doing that. We're so used to being in the Western world and all the confusion and social media. And it's just taken us more and more and more up into our head. And we're subject to other people's control versus actually being in control control ourselves. I find it very difficult to put those things aside for myself because as owning businesses, there are so many things that are pushing on me and using your analogy of the river. It's like jumping out of the river and swimming against the current, but then there's a bear that jumps into the water. Now I have that to think about. And what about the fish that are trying to eat me at my feet? There are all of these things that are pushing on me, which in business, there'd be the employees, the rent, the utilities, the inventory. Where's my stuff? stuff. Where's my delivery? All of those things are very difficult to get out of my head in order for me to sit there and have that moment of meditation. I've never accomplished it. So for those of us that are sitting here going, how do you do that? What does Simon say about that? First of all, meditation just basically brings you inward, which helps you to use your inner compass and guidance system. To meditate, you just close your eyes. You sit there and you close your eyes. The biggest reason I think that most people don't meditate is for three reasons. A, the excuse of I don't have the time, which is ego coming in and self-sabotaging. The second one is I just have all of these thoughts that come up and then it takes me out of meditation, which is another one, which is again, which is the ego, the false self, which is coming into self-sabotage. But the biggest reason that most people aren't aware of is that when you close your eyes and you go inward, it forces you to look at and feel all of the things that you don't want to because you don't like to go there. We don't like to go there and be with ourselves. And so what happens is in the first five minutes and 10 minutes of you closing your eyes and being with yourselves, you're gonna have all of these thoughts. This is stupid, this is weird. What am I doing? I should be working, blah, 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 blah. It's all there. Then as we go on and we go on with time, so for example, 10 minutes and 15 minutes, it's not until around the 30 minute mark that what happens is we go into surrender. And this is basically us taking back control versus the ego and the false self, which is coming in and trying to control us and trying to self-sabotage. When we drop into that place within us and we actually are then, we've let the ego go and we're present with ourselves, this is where the magic happens. This is where you start to get very succinct signals. For example, oftentimes people, they say to me, Simon, I've got all of these thoughts running around. Which ones do I, you know, which decision do I make? What do I do? Well, in the head, you're confused because there's stories attached to it. There's reasons not to. When you drop into that place with through meditation and slow everything down, you will get a very quick sign. It comes without emotion and it's a very quick signal. Because what you'll do is you're tuning into yourself. You're tuning into your own frequency. But when you don't go inward, when you don't close your eyes, the frequency is basically someone else's frequency. It's someone else's desire for you. It's everything from outside. 
So it takes discipline to go inward. It takes discipline to slow everything down. You have to close your eyes. Otherwise, the outside forces are coming in at you, and it's taking away from your thinking about your own self and figuring out what's important to me and keeping everything else out. Exactly that. And a lot of people say to me, I can't do it. I can't meditate. I just can't do it. That's not true. It's just I'm not willing to take myself, just like going to the gym, I'm not willing to put in the repetitions. Just like running a marathon, I'm not willing to do the training. But it's our most important thing because it's our mind. It's our body. It's us. We're connecting with soul. We're connecting with ourselves at a much deeper level. And that's where all the healing happens. That's where all the, frankly, the rubbish comes up. This is where all the junk comes up around the the past hurt and the relationships and all of the stuff. And this is where, for a lot of men, this is where they will start to finally feel emotion. They will start to feel. It's very common for men, which is, I can't even connect with myself. And if you can't connect with yourself and feel yourself, you won't be able to connect with other people. You will not have empathy with other people. You will push people away because they won't be able to relate to you. You will get on with the buddies that want to go drink and you know you'll connect with the people at the same level. But when you connect with yourself and you feel yourself finally, that's when you open up a whole new world of connecting with people, which is actually a deeper desire for entrepreneurs, which is, I really actually want to connect. I want to connect with the people at a deeper level and have different types of relationships because I've spent most of my life having surface level relationships. Very interesting, Simon. All of this information, you brought it out. First, you went within and then you brought it out in the book called The Black Ball. What was the hardest point for you in writing a book? What was it that was the hardest thing? And when was it that you decided, you know what, today is the day that I start writing? The Black Ball was actually my third book. I wrote two books prior to that. And my first book was published by Harper in the UK. It was called The Lunchbox Diet. It was when I was a personal trainer. And then I wrote a book on business for entrepreneurs. And then The Black Ball came. And The Black Ball book was very much a pull because of the experience that I'd gone through. You know, I'd gone through this massive spiritual awakening. I'd finally just come to this place of inner peace within me after all of these addictions. I was living in this 1.5 acre property in Carmel Valley with a Ferrari outside. And I was like, this is not me. Like, where am I leading people to? I I have acquired all of these things, this material success, but I'm actually still not happy. And it was actually going through this process of the black ball where I started to release my shame and the things that I did in my past. And the book came as a massive energetical pull because of the transformational impact that it had. It wasn't a real struggle for me to do it because I really wanted to get it out there. Um, It was my first self-published book. The, The toughest part of that whole journey with the black ball was honestly having my dad read it. Because the thing that I shared in, in the book uh, and the black ball, it was a lot around, you know, conversations that I'd had with my dad when I was young. And so that was the hardest part was actually, um, you know, giving it to him because it was really about me going into self-acceptance. The black ball really signifies the thing that we want to keep as a secret for many people until the day that they die and, and, they, and it traps them. It really traps from them from living the life that they want to live. For some people, it might be a DUI that they had. For some people, it might be an abortion. For someone else, it might be a family member leaving or someone dying or some, just something happening where they don't want to talk about it. I just It's that thing. It's that secret. It's that thing. I just, I'm going to take that to my grave with me. But when we start to take ownership of the things that we've done and the things that we've been through, it creates this liberation and it creates this authentic power. You said the most difficult part of the book was having your father read it. After he read it, how did that impact your relationship with your dad? Well, it's interesting that when he said to me, he said, Simon, is that it? 
basically the, the black ball I'll just share uh, just so that people don't need to get the book. The black ball was basically, I had a sexual experience when I was young with another boy. And, and so that was the thing that I didn't want to talk about. That was the thing that I'd had conversations with my dad when I was young. And it was just, he said certain things about things. And I was just like, I don't want to tell him about this. But when I had that conversation, he said, is that it? I thought to myself, I've spent 30 years thinking that I could never speak about this. And that's the thing about a black ball. We make it such a big thing, but to other people, it's not big. And that, that's what I've noticed as, as you know, for, for example, one person's black ball was that they, they killed a bird when they were young. Now, to, to me, that's like, okay, but to somebody else, that can eat them up inside. The black ball is the thing that eats us up inside because we don't want to share it. And when you suppress, you depress yourself. Suppression equals depression. And so that block, that shame, once we start to get it up and we speak about truth, we actually become authentic. We actually take ownership and we say, this is my life. This is what I've been through. And we get our power back. What is the significance or the subliminal message that a black ball conveys to people? It's really the weight that we hold. It's the thing that we don't want to talk about. The book is called The Black Ball. Does anybody else have a secret? And so it's the secret that we don't want to share. It's the thing that we don't want to talk about. It's the heaviness that we hold within. It's the darkness that we don't want to bring into the light because of the things that we've been through. Well, Simon, this has been an eye-opener for me and the understanding as an entrepreneur how to manage not only my personal self, but those around me, but first get to within myself as everybody has to manage their own life before they manage others, which seems to be opposite of what everybody tries to do. Everybody else is trying to manage everybody else's life, but theirs is a disaster. And I see that around me all the time. It takes courage to go within. It does. And Simon, I can't thank you enough for being a guest at the table here on this serving of Business Soup. Thank you for having me. This has been another serving of Business Soup, where business comes for business. I'm John Debevoise, inviting you to visit the website for more servings of what is best in business. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>